Hey, Podcast America, welcome to episode, what are we, 28 of the Enlightened Neanderthals. And before we get into it, let's talk about Allegiance Holsters. Mike, did you have something to say? About Allegiance Holsters? Yeah. My life changed when I started wearing an Allegiance Holster. I don't know if you noticed that. I did. Yeah. I mean, I had pimples. Uh, The girl I was into at the lunchroom wasn't into me. She didn't want to go to prom. But all of a sudden, one day, my older brother... He handed me an Allegiance holster, and you know what happened? Your cock grew two inches. <laughs> well, well, she saw a little bulge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She knew. Well, yeah, she, she knew what it. that meant, and that meant no more pimples, no more getting picked on. Uh, went to prom, got voted prom king, and mm-hmm. you know why? Because I was strapped with an IFAC and a holster from Allegiance holster. It changed. My entire high school experience. Change your entire high school experience. Oh, God. Can we even say that when we're talking about holsters? <laughs> Maybe oh. not. As long as it's an empty holster. Oh, yeah, exactly. IFAC kits. IFAC kits. <laughs> oh, my God. Son of a bitch. Allegianceholsters.com. Code TNW10 at checkout. And we'll talk about Tyler and Vanessa's uh, Stanaway's. Forest School, which I think is done for the year, but if you want to find pricing and registration for next summer and also just see everything that they've got going on with their little homestead and Tyler's podcast, The Compassionate Viking, you can find that at CompassionateViking.com. And then, of course, my own Training Northwest. If you're here in Snohomish County, Washington, uh, we are located out in Granite Falls. And our 2023 calendar schedule is done for the year. We are still booking private lessons, which you can contact me at trainingnorthwest at protonmail.com. And I will have our 2024 schedule up in January. Um, Also, we are a dealer of Vortex Optics. So if you are looking for anything that Vortex makes, even if it is something that is not currently in stock on the website, send me an email and we'll get it on the way. And if it's an optic for one of your firearms, you'll get a, a free session out on the range to come out, get zeroed, and I'll run you through a few drills to get you accustomed to your new uh, new optic. And, Michael? <laughs> Tell me. What did we talk about today? Uh, we had the idea of tent cities, I believe, was our main Did we talk about it? Point. Yes, th- it was discussed, and it brought everything up from tent cities to drug cities to where you live in society to yeah what animal you would hunt with and uh natural progression the correct answer is saber tooth tiger no what this uh, that's another podcast but it it was it was all over the place as jordan would say uh pure debauchery (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right guys enjoy the show yeah all right jordan you were a different you were a decade behind us coming up through school. So yeah. Mike and I came up the era of the 80s comedy movies that always had gratuitous boobs. When you guys were coming up in the 90s, was there was there a lot of, like, I don't remember being a lot of gratuitous nudity in 90s movies. Well, 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 well. Was there? Hold on now. <laughs> Wild Things was 90s. Oh, Wild yeah. Things was 90s. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> American Pie was 90s. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and you want to talk right. about gratuitous boobs? <laughs> yeah, but like uh, uh, they showed Bush in Nerds in the '80s, and I think it was rated PG-13. You, know, you give I, me a I, Bush I, shot now, that, see, <laughs> we're I, pressing the line of a hard R, a very hard R. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a I'm not a big Bush in movie guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather I'd right. rather see a, a butt shot than that. You know what I mean? Like I see that, and I'm kind of like, eh, you know, whatever, dude. Oh um, shit! It's like it's too much for me. It's like, yeah, you know, you need a little seduction. You need like the wind blowing in through the drapes and the windows, kind of getting you. <laughs> Whoa, easy. Yeah, easy. Now, it's, what are you trying to do to me? It's just what are you trying yeah, to do to exactly. Me? You're gonna get him to half mast here while we're trying to record the, on the mats. I guess like the bush for Jordan is like a dick picket and send to him. It's too <laughs> abrasive, you know. It's like you gotta ease into it. Some nice little titty shots. Oh, oh man. my god. Yeah, I mean we had it's a family but show. At the, at the same time, yeah. Come on, come on. Keep hey, it. I'm saying keep bush. It G. <laughs> Special, special Agent K is going to be disappointed <laughs> in us. Uh, hey, 
nudity's been in movies throughout time. I'm sure, like, one of the first things when someone got a video camera, there's like, like, hey, show me your tits. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm sure that's it's got to be. I, it's I, the most thing on the internet. Yeah. You what know you what guys, I mean? What you guys don't understand about me in the 90s was my parents were young, and they graduated in the late 90s. Or late 80s, rather. Oh, it's okay. So... Yeah. Fine. I was around a bunch of absolute 80s kids. 80s that, kid. that well, I mean, that were like 20, up. 25, you know. Yeah. Um, when I was walking around, able to watch movies, yeah. I'm with a bunch of 25-year-old dudes. Oh my God. Guess what was happening? Yeah. You know? I know what Porky's was, Porky's Revenge. I got into, or was it Porky's, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, something like that. And it's just like, okay, this is at Fast <laughs> Times Ridgemont High. Yeah. I started wearing those shoes in junior high, I think, before they got cool again. Nice. Just because, you know, Spicoli. <laughs> Spicoli. <laughs> one of the greatest. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, I had a, I had a serious topic coming in here today. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Like we always do. Yeah, like we yeah. always do. I, I just had this thought the other day, um, looking at... Like the tent cities that are popping up all around us, the like the homeless drug camps... And the RVs that are parked all over Seattle and whatnot. And like I myself, so we haven't talked about this publicly yet, but my wife and I are separating. And so trying to figure out two households on one income is just not possible. So I've been looking at options like buying an RV and parking it out at the range where there's no power and water. Or, you know, the, the other option is rent, rent an apartment deep in like Urban, uh, Linwood, or Everett, and I went and looked at a few of them. They're just shithole boxes that they, you know, they, they throw some fresh paint over the top of the uh, the damage, and the people hanging around in the parking lots, just filth. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> like, it was borderline giving me a panic attack, the idea of moving deeper into urban rot. And so that made me think of, you know, part of the reason I can't afford anything right now is because interest rates have shot up. Inflation is happening. So gas and groceries are expensive. And it, it kind of made me think of like the, the Hooverville shanty towns that popped yeah. up during the Depression where people just, this is what they could afford was to throw together a shanty and just survive for a year and think to themselves, you know, maybe next year we'll, we'll fall on a little bit better fortune. And then maybe you don't. And you don't know. Um, but I, I wonder if we are headed for another depression as a country because I'm not the only one. Like, Jordan, think about young journeymen who we work with who are making six-figure six figure salaries a year, and they can't afford a first house. Like, they're, they're 27 years old. Mm -hmm. They want to buy a starter house. They fucking can't yeah. on, a, on six figures. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's it's tough to – Tough to think about that, but I mean, there's also opportunity in that. I mean, to be a little bit, um, to save a little bit, you know, and just say, hey, you know, I'm going to live out of my car. Or I'm talking to the young journeyman just because I knew, um, I knew at least, I, th I thought I knew two, but maybe I know one for sure that lived in a van full time. And he, he it was a, it was like that, uh, like a Chevy G20 or something. Was like, it like a conversion the, van that had like a little sink and a stovetop and stuff like I, that? I, I don't know if it was all decked out like that. Did I it think have a white tiger some, on the side? No, no. no it was no a, disco ball inside? It was a... Um, That's a fucking it, weak game. Like if you're going to live in a conversion van, have a white tiger and a disco ball. Well, it wasn't It wasn't Dragon. conversion, yeah. If, if you don't have that uh, furry carpet... Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. You know what I mean? If you don't have the whole thing surrounded in that. Know, and that shit's hard to clean. It's got to be. So what? <laughs> you just rip yeah. it out once a year yeah. and put <laughs> yeah. in new carpet. Yeah. Put in a new uh, what, that, four by four patch. Yeah. That in a or you rake bed, it. Dude, are you kidding me? Maybe that's what, that's what you should start doing is murals like just that are ridiculous. Mike, can you make a white? Like if I bought a conversion van, could you make me a white tiger? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Want to paint it on? Maybe I'll go van life. Maybe oh, be shit. <laughs> Here we go. Get one of those trendy oh, sprinter vans. Yeah. Fuck the 80s. Ima We're imagine going a straight back van. to the yeah. 70s. No, no, no. I'm going I'm going upscale. It would be one of the uh <laughs> It'll have ground effects. Yeah. Yeah, and a white tiger. Yeah. Oh. And a water <laughs> Two bed. of them. Water bed. <laughs> <laughs> a water bed. 
<laughs> it's got to be the worst thing to have in a van. How do you keep a waterbed warm in a van? Do I have the spins? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't tell. Awful. My cousin had a waterbed. It was the worst thing on planet Earth. I always think if you had a waterbed in a van and you got in an accident, like where you had to slam on your brakes and maybe you rear end someone a little bit, you've got a bed full of water that just stops. That's coming through the wall oh, yeah. and killing you. Yeah. Like a giant water balloon is going to kill you <laughs> in that water, accident. My yeah. <laughs> uh, the car in front of you would be splattered with you and blood and, yeah. you know, yeah. 250 <laughs> gallons of water <laughs> in the backseat. Yeah, know, but like, still not popped. Yeah. Just a pinhole, <laughs> like always. How the hell? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. What, dude, when I was in, I was in junior high and i had a buddy's uh all of a sudden we somehow obviously we're just dicking around his house we found out his parents have a waterbed and we were like oh and he was like my dad's got a bad back and it helps his back i'm like sailor you yeah why do you think that craze ended like it was popular in the 70s right terrible that's why it ended but what what was I so mean, bad I haven't about I it. haven't slept on a water bed. They, they since weren't like, comfortable. Water doesn't then, compress; it just wiggles. Exactly. You know? So it didn't like conform to your body much or anything. It just you and you'd sit you there and rock. sort of like <laughs> just get seasick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shaking back and, and then when you try to get out of it, it's uh, like you like there's nothing to push against because the water just displaces underneath you. So it's a pain in the ass to get out. Yeah, but that a water bed when you watch the life is pie. <laughs> How great would that be? <laughs> <laughs> Take a Dremin bean patch yeah. and fucking yeah. click Here it up. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. That did erupt out of the 70s. Oh, I'm sorry. What were we talking about? Shanty towns? Uh, water beds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, bad. do you think any of those 10 cities in Seattle have, have water, water beds? beds? <laughs> Goddamn right. Dude, they got garages I and saw, microwaves. I should Jordan, you yeah. not. I saw a guy putting in sod. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he, he had a, a pallet foundation, and this motherfucker was putting in sod. Yeah. And had a, um, like a, a legitimate gravel pathway yeah. down to the front of it, and it was like, this guy is like, that's a lot of work. This he's, guy, he's landscaping. In. Oh yeah, and he's going, and obviously there's patches missing from like U Dub. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was just he was taking grass from wherever and like gravel. But the you know the fact that he was doing that, it's like you're. You're trying to create something that you're proud of yeah. with only a few pallets and like, but because that's really what it was. It was like either that or it was just like, I'm going to get creative and be like artsy. But it's at the same time, it's like you're doing this for a home to live in. You're doing this because you have self-respect. How the fuck can you get into that position and still have self-respect when you're mm. doing it in the middle of downtown Seattle? I mean, I yeah, think uh, that, like, that's that middle of downtown Seattle is the kicker because I, I could see there being a pretty good number of people who have just said, fuck it. They're tired of the system and they go out and they do build some little mm-hmm. cabin or whatever and, and kind of yeah. hang out out there and, you know, work three months a year or whatever, yep. just enough to buy some basic provisions. And they, they probably realize that they're much more happy and relaxed sort of living that way. Uh-huh. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's like tens of thousands of them across the country. Yeah, but the people in Seattle aren't those people. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but, drug but this, addict. But this was somebody in there, and but that's what I mean. It's like, are there a few people who kind of just slip through the cracks and are just like, "Hey, I truly fell on hard times." I think so because my whole life, I think everyone. I, I, there I don't is think on they drugs. would be in the camps. Maybe you fell in, on hard times, but you also became yeah. a raging drug uh, addict. I, I think that. In the camps, everybody's a drug addict. Yeah. But if if the scenario Jordan's talking about is true, they'll they'll want to separate themselves from. See, the, but this is it was what, off a of forty fifth. Like, uh, but was it? Yeah, there's that's a shitload of drug addicts. But this was a there. few. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was <laughs> shitload back then too. Because I'm only talking three years. Did you tag them. What's it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put a little dragon chip thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like Charlie like, from like a shark. <laughs> Put in a little <laughs> Yeah. I drive around with a dart gun. <laughs> yeah. Enter in the database. I want to find out how he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, he's in Atlanta yeah. two years later. They traveled two thousand miles south. Interesting. Antarctica. How do you yeah. get there? You could track bus fare like <laughs> 
but uh, this could actually be fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that some people truly because it's just it's it's kind of fucked up because I remember being younger, being like, "Oh, how unfortunate," and that was the that was the way I was raised, or that's the way I felt. So I imagine somebody was kind of like prompting me to feel a certain way about this, right? As a kid. Um, like, oh, I feel bad for this person. Oh, this, this sucks. But then like something changed to where it was also like ingrained in me. You should kind of fear the homeless. And I think that was kind of like the movie Dennis the Menace in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It had a homeless oh, guy, oh, yeah. and he, a was, hobo. Like, but he, was, he a was a hobo. hobo. And that's the thing: a wino, a hobo, a, you know. Usually, a gr- yeah, drifter, drifter isn't drifter. The, yeah, drifter but, grifter yeah. isn't the best. Yeah, but it's, I know? think I think that was in a movie really put off, so kids stayed the f- away from hobos. Right? <laughs> not like, bad. Okay, yeah, not bad. It's pretty good stuff. It's good. But, but then I remember feeling kind of sorry for him because it was like, oh, how unfortunate, you know, like. Feel bad. Pull over. Give them some socks. Like that was literally. I remember driving through Seattle doing that, and then at some point it was like, "Fuck those guys." Yeah. And I don't know when that transition happened to like. And I think maybe it was just when the illicit drug use was I, happening. I think more it's and more. when you realize that they were all there grifting off society, and society was crumbling around them, and. No, it's when you saw tents come up. This is all new within the last 10, 15 Ten years. years. Yeah. Yeah, like, Seattle, and I went up to Bellingham recently for the first time in, I don't know, 10 years probably, and went into downtown. And what I, when, I, when I left there in 2007, or no, maybe 2008, it was like a nice, quaint college town. Like, it was safe, mm-hmm. it was clean, there was... Yeah, it was, it was a nice place to go walk around downtown at night, and we walked around downtown at night. Uh, I don't know, three four weekends ago, and it was gross. It was just like downtown Seattle, just like big packs of people who are clearly getting high, just hanging out everywhere, and trash everywhere. And it, you know, it's just it's like this. It's kind of sad. It's urban rot. Like it is. Yeah. Compl- it is real rot. So we're back to sad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's like uh, what you're saying. And Seattle, about- sorry, Seattle is the same way. Seattle was when awesome. Greg and I were in the army at Fort Lewis in the early 2000s. Yeah, it was awesome to go. Like, hey, let's if we got a Saturday off, let's go up to Pike Place Market and just kind of dink around. And then uh, there's a reason it was the place where the first World Rules was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. World and then we'll then we'll go know? to uh, Pioneer Square and hit the bars. Yeah. And yeah, and it was awesome, man. And now it's like. Who the fuck would want to go? And even uh, my, the company Jordan and I work for, the Christmas parties, used to be kind of legendary because they would rent out a ballroom downtown, and then afterwards everybody would just sort of disperse out onto the streets but and go bar hopping, and you'd run into, you know, other friends. You know, as you bar hopped around, you'd keep well. running into each other. And uh, last year, Jordan and I and uh, one other friend. Almost got in a fight. Yeah, but it was like <laughs> everything was boarded up. It's not like to go bar hopping, it's like, okay, the nearest bar is – 15 blocks it's, that yeah, way. Yeah, it's like eight blocks away. We're like, shit, okay, so we're, we're hoofing it. And along the way, we're passing all these groups of people who are obviously, again, getting high or peddling drugs. And then that one group of guys tried to fight. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit, because my back was out. So I could barely, like, <laughs> I, could, I could barely walk. And Jordan's swelling up on these guys. <laughs> it's like, fuck, dude, I'm going to have to stand here like a bitch and watch him fight. Because <laughs> like, I literally can't move. Protect your neck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Protect your neck. Oh, man. But again, Seattle has just, it's, it's fucking bad how, how bad it's gotten. It's, it's unbelievable but how fast. It's like you're saying those Hoovervilles like that used to happen. And that was due to people having a very diminished uh, economy and not being able to secure work, even though they were trying, right? So you had these people that were looking for work, you know, and they're not giving up, but because nothing was available and times were tough, they would have to form little tent communities and try and... Have you guys Do job were, interviews? Were, were, were and they stuff. displaced? 
Did, no, they, it was because they couldn't pay they rent. They couldn't pay mortgage. They couldn't pay you. The whole economy, so, the Great so Depression, just left the houses that they were in. No, I think no, a lot you of get them kicked were, out, or the bank forecloses, and yeah, you get evicted. This is you a lot of people forced. are still moving west at this time too, right? Yeah, when the when the depression started in the in the Midwest. A lot of those farmers packed up and headed out here because they weren't having the drought. Like obviously, there's there's rain here mm-hmm. all the time, um, but they got here and there was nothing. There was no jobs. There was nowhere. There were no houses, and a lot of them were living in like logging camps up in uh, like Sultan and whatnot. And if if that dried up, then you know you're living in a camp like with canvas tents and whatnot. But so these were guys that the... still wanted to work. Yes, these yeah, these, te- these weren't these drug These camps that we have, and I think this is an interesting point to bring up. It's like, well, tent cities. What about it? It's like, well, what kind of tent city is it? Exactly. Is it because the times are tough and people have nowhere to go, so they're like, let's form a little community and try and you know apply for jobs and we'll cook and we'll try and grow stuff until this passes and then we can get into houses or apartments. But it's like, these aren't those people. These are people that yes, maybe have, well, they have to have had fallen on hard times, but there is just a blatant ignorance of admitting that this is so profoundly drug use. And you see all the videos. It's open air. Look at the overdoses. Look at the crime. Everything that's related to not a tent city of people surviving, it's a tent city of people thriving off of drugs. Well, my question is, do you think we'll start seeing people who do, like, I have a full-time job. I'm not a drug addict. Yeah. And yet, I'm looking at living in an RV. That's right. right. So that sounds sweet, though. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) kind of an RV, disco ball shag carpet, (laughs) baby. Um, And so my question, or sort of my thought, is: Are we going to start seeing more and more of this in the coming, you know, ten to twenty years? Because even where uh, you know, out where the range is, the training Northwest range, as you drive into that neighborhood, you'll notice a lot of RVs parked in front you know what i mean in yards where it's like oh obviously there's more than one you know little family unit living on this property because you've probably got grandparents in the house and the young couple living out in the rv because they can't afford jack shit else yeah. um and you're you, i'm even starting to see that in like the nicer areas of mill creek and uh i had a, I had a buddy who lived, lived in an rv yeah um at his parents' house. Yeah. You know, when we were in high school, yeah. that was just kind of the cool thing to do. So I could see that. Like, oh, when he was in high school. Okay. Yeah. I then, could see that. You're on top of the. Hang on. That There's some duality in living in an RV. If you're living in an RV in your parents' side yard in high school, you're on top of the fucking world. Yeah. You, you made it. Yeah. Yeah. Translate that 43 years old. Shit's gone sideways. No. <laughs> I understand that. What I'm saying is I think the stigma to it is going to be less and less because as I was growing up, that was more of a thing that would happen. I got you. And I think that there's going to be people are people are going to be like realists and go, well, yeah, shit. This is, this is happening around us. While everybody's face is like face down and nose in their phone. Yeah. Looking at all these people doing amazing things yeah. in Hollywood and all Have this. Have ever watched... They're going to look uh, up and realize everything around them has gone to shit. Yeah. Have yeah. you guys ever watched Ready Player One? Yeah. 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 So the the, the stacks, right? The, the trailer stacks where it's like people became so enamored with virtual life that they just ignored real life. And yeah, it, it just turned into one big slum. I think, I truly think we're heading to that kind of a thing i, I think there's going to be elite elite yep and then there's going to be the rest of us the re- and yeah. like yeah it's it, it but also I, there's like a wave right like everybody is like uh everybody's trying to stay in that next class and as that wave kind of comes through there's going to be people that are a little bit closer to being rich than the people to the outside. And then I think that's when like the small bickering bullshit classism starts up with that. Cause at some point it's going to be, everybody's like, Oh, Hey, I, you're one or the other. Yeah. Well, you're one of the other. And like, yeah, these people are doing drugs. So we're just a little bit better than them. Yeah. We're still in the same position, but we're not 
fucking over everybody trying to do drugs. And then, like, we'll be a little bit better off. How, you know, how badass would it be if there's, like, tribes fighting over, off. like, camping space in Seattle? Well, have, dude, have you ever <laughs> Tri- seen... Tribes of junkies waging, like, fucking Braveheart-style war <laughs> over who's going to camp in Seward Park tonight. <laughs> Seward Park. Just fighting for the land. Yeah, yeah. How fun would that be? Yeah. Pop a bunch of blues and go Just fucking go Braveheart style. Ah. <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what's that? Um, there's there's like a homemade mo- machetes and fucking like stolen lawn bo- lawnmower blades. Well, wasn't that what was that? Hootsies and toots. Hootsies and tootsies. Yeah, toots. Hotel Rwanda and all that. And they have you seen that movie? I have not. They would just you feel like crying. <laughs> Not, no, but it was like mass <laughs> genocide and oh. just two different tribing areas in Africa, yeah. and they just came with machetes. Yeah. Speaking and of thousands genocide, of people and chopped while heads it, off. while we are sending trillions of dollars to or billions of dollars to Ukraine, the uh, Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan, yeah, there there is a genocide like taking form right now, and and nobody's talking about it. Just a side note. All right, back to the where at. Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. <laughs> that guy's doing what? <laughs> yeah. Eastern Europe. Yeah. I guess, is it Eastern Europe? Is it more like South uh, Central? It's a- next to Armenia, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, and it's then, the Armenians and the Azerbaijanis. Yeah. And I, I, it's these, these are these old yeah. world beefs that go back like 7,000 years. And they... It's right where Russia gets tan. Cool, we're about to send in a couple billion. Yeah. That's, that's where it's <laughs> like when, when Russia gets tan. Approximately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's right. it's right. yeah. <laughs> I've got to copy that. It's a great way to put I, it. I, I yeah. know the ones you're talking where about. The Russians, yeah. Where the Russians go from looking like Igor to looking a little bit more like Will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know exactly yeah. where that's at. I could point to it on a map. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. Azerbaijan. <laughs> oh, shit. My bad, guys. That sucks. They're uh, going through it. Huh? Yeah, genocide always sucks. It's not a good thing, but it's crazy. It's still happening, yep. and we're all come like it's so crazy. We're like, oh, our carbon footprint. You're gonna heat everything up, and it's like, well, for these people, they don't care yeah. if there's an eco green car or an electric car. Yeah, it's like people are coming to fact, and that's where I go, Mike Zedong, because it's like, listen, man, if we're a team people, we can't have genocide happening. If we're all in this to win and become a better thing, like you can't have genocide, didn't we learn yeah, well, this a hang long on. Where's time the ago? UN? Isn't this what they? Yeah, exist right. For? Well, because they're not in it, probably because yeah. they don't pay or something. Well, they're they're tied up in Ukraine laundering money. Yeah, <laughs> they're making real money. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's like, why does that still happen? In this day and age, when everyone's so because because equality and equity, well, no, in this, we, we like, like to bill ourselves as the peacekeepers of the world, but the reality is, we only were peacekeeping in nations that had resources. So, if you're Armenia, suck it because yeah. you don't have any resources. We'll go peacekeeping. I was actually just listening to, uh, oh God, uh, Eric Prince, the the founder and CEO of Blackwater. And he was talking about the squandered resources in Afghanistan where they sit on top of like trillions of dollars worth of lithium. Oh, one of precious the, metals yeah, everywhere. Lithium. And then they sit on the Coltan? largest copper mine in the world. And then there was one other one. But he's like, in 20 years, we didn't even bother to try to set up any sort of like value add system there where we're, we're contributing to the local economy. Start a and mining also, company. And also to our own like... So, yeah, like, yeah. Bas- he's like, we're basically talking about empire, though, like, which bothers people. But he's like, that's what America has been doing for the since the end of World War II is empire building. Let's help and ourselves so, and another yeah, country. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, well, if, if we're going to empire build, this is how we fucked it up. You should have exploited those national resources for the good of both the local economy and ours back at home. And we didn't do any of that. It's interesting how much empire building China's doing with South America, Africa, and yeah, yeah, and look how it's going for them. Yeah, like, like very well, their economy's growing <laughs> very well. Although they've, oh man, they've got some issues too. They're they're in, headed for a population collapse because yeah. of their one child policy. <laughs> yeah, Bullshit. it's too many. No, no, no there's coming. there's thirty million. There is a delta of thirty million more Chinese men than women, which means there's thirty million dudes who can't have a wife. 
and that's a f- and you still don't think genocide's good. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no? no, too much. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, goddamn. Problem um, well, solved. It's poor ladies. <laughs> yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of rotten bulls out there. Yeah. <laughs> <It's fun>. <laughs> well, uh, isn't sexy? Ray, but, but hang on. So because of the glut <laughs> or the the that delta in men to women, there there just aren't enough babies to even replace the population they have right now. Too bad they've been throwing them away. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> Should have kept that one. Uh, Oops. <laughs> God damn. That is crazy. How many women do you think they just babies did they murder? Oh, probably, en- probably enough millions. for there to be a stereotype in America. <laughs> of 30 yeah. million yeah. extra dudes. God damn. Yeah. Me so horny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, there's something to that, like, stubbornness. Um, and like honoring your family, like this is what it means to honor my family. I need I mean? a man. Like, I need a if, boy. Yeah, if, that's if I'm, what I'm not passing on my lineage, if I give up, you know, I have a girl and she takes another family's name, and then my family is no longer kind of thing, <laughs> right? But to a certain degree, like that's also like that. That kind of is what drives a lot of shit. Just having that pride of just like we're gonna do this. But at the same time, not being willing to have a daughter because it's your only child. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Fucked up. Do you think there's women's rights classes? Like, you know how in university you can do, like, women's studies or women's movement or suffrage or, you know? Do you think that exists in China after they just got done throwing out all these? Like, I, I'm Well, it's going to get there. How do we, do get, you think it, how do we exists? make it in America to where there's a... 30 million more women than men. That's what we need here. We got to start throwing out the boys. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Lando. We need chicks. It takes, you know, one guy. Get 100 chicks pregnant. In a a week. Yeah. You know, I mean... (laughs) A young young man could probably... Divide by seven... Yeah, I don't know. Divide by seven times by four, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a good time. Yeah. yeah. And five on Friday. Uh, <laughs> it is yeah. true, though. Like, all you need is one. But then it's like, all right, well, you need population <laughs> diversity. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, so what is there a country that has more, like, what their delta of females to males is larger? Not that I'm aware of, but I'm sure it exists. And what does that look? And it's for probably a small per margin percentage. Too. Thirty million males in a in a country of three what billion? No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. There's there's thirty million more males than females. Yeah, but how yeah. many? I thought they had like. A, if like three, is it billion? I thought, I thought they had like one point three. Or 1.5. But either yeah, way, 30 one. million to that is nothing. Yeah, right? You know what I mean? That's not a lot. <laughs> Quick it's, genocide. Well, it's, except Quick that it's, food it's famine. still 30 million dudes who are like, I can't get married. So then what's their motivation to work and contribute to society? Or, or are they just going to become like video game dorks? I'm so yeah, roamery. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, they're going to end up in a shanty town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> doing blues because <laughs> they can't get none. Yeah. Okay, China's population. I'm looking it up here, but uh, looks like 1.4 billion. Oh. oh. Nice. Once again, Mike with the stats, Seven, right? Mike Zedong knows yeah. his people. This guy. I like numbers. One Jimmy Cook. And how many how many do we have? 350 million, I think. Yeah, but then count illegals. Yeah. You, know, you know, it's like, swallowed. what is this? 450 census? million. Yeah, but whose yeah, side, yeah. who side are they on our side or somebody else's? And then it's like, they say, what? We probably had 2 million. We're talking million about come you, in. Canada. Yeah. But we had like maybe 2 million, don't they say, come in this last year? Yes. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so instantly that got bumped up. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> are they all bugling in <laughs> here? <laughs> what is The rut is in here? Lake Stevens. <laughs> yeah. 
No, at first, I thought it was a squeaky floor. And then I thought somebody stepped on a frog. I thought someone sneaking up behind you yeah, on that floor. Really? <laughs> it's like four in a row. Anyway. Azerbaijan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so, you know, if China used a little bit of that. They did, like, uh, Mount, uh, what was it, in the 50s? Mm-hmm. They think Talking 30, about yeah, 30 to uh, 60 to 70, maybe, million people oh, died. Oh, f- 50 million Chinese people died because of their... Uh, what but was th- it? that's in their records. Like I say, it could if be anywhere from there to, like, a hundred thousand, yeah, yeah. It, nuts, yes. numbers, and nuts. It was, it was all because of just bad policy that killed off their. What was it? Kill, uh, oh, why did they stop eating meat? They um, adopted Bidenomics. Well, yeah, basically, and <laughs> yeah. then and then there was a they they were became a grain based society, and they yeah. said the birds were eating too much grain, so they killed off the birds. And then when the birds were gone, the insects went crazy and killed all the wheat. And then they. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. this is this is how fifty or five hundred mil, or was yeah. it fifty million fifty million yeah. Chinese people died of famine because of just shit policy, and it's if there's a lot of parallels to the United States of America in 2023 and mm-hmm. what we may be headed for in the next couple of years if everybody in this country doesn't start pulling their head out of their ass a little bit, getting involved, and we kind of need to get a little angry, yeah, because. They're not the the people who make these decisions. They're not getting the point, or I should say, they're not getting the hit. Doesn't truly affect them. No, it does not. At it all. hurts more the common person that yes. has to pay or deal with yes. the shortages. Yep. Usually, the higher up will always find a way to get accommodation. Yep. They'll embezzle for themselves. Have you heard this thing called on TikTok? It's going around viral. It's no. called the Ask Your Guy. How often? Oh, the Rome I thing. Have. I heard this on Tim Cass only, the only other because day. I watched one where the guy was. Hold on. He he gave like a five minute minute soliloquy on like yeah. the the you know give them bread and uh, uh, circus. circus yeah and they'll they'll be he nailed that too yeah. yeah oh so you know the one I'm talking yeah. about and he's like I he's don't. like how many people are so <laughs> Jordan's yeah, well, well think about how many people are obsessed with Taylor Swift or NFL football or fan like the guys in the office there's fantasy football fantasy football like fucking shut up with your fairy tale shit um, but they're obsessed with circus and as long as they have food in their bellies like cheap whatever that they can you know it's just they don't feel hunger pangs they are satisfied yeah. So there's a TikTok trend going on right now where girlfriends or wives go ask their husbands or boyfriends how often they think about Rome, like the fall of Rome or Rome. And girls will record them asking their significant other and they answer. And all the guys are like, I don't know, like a couple days ago or like maybe once once a week or, you know, a couple times a month. And these girls are like blown away. They don't understand it. <laughs> you so know, they're like, what are you talking? Dude, they start busting up laughing. But it's like uh, I listen to it on. Uh, do you listen to Tim Pool at all? Mm-hmm. I like Tim Pool. He's kind of interesting. Uh, but you brought up the story and um, the you know, women have a different thinking. Like men are more worried about danger and threat. So for us to be problem solving, what we kind of like to do is see where the past has fallen apart and understand it. And maybe we can use that to line the points up to help predict the future, to help avoid conflict, to help continue survival. Whereas women doesn't necessarily think about survival as much some women do but uh they're more concerned with the immediate social circle the rearing of others the acquiring of like you know the things that are nurturing that a woman provides and uh yeah it's kind of interesting because i think about it all the time (laughs) and it's like yeah what were the three things that made rome fall and it was like corruption of the government division of the empire and invasion of foreign bodies yeah and it's like god damn it doesn't it feel like we have all three of those it's all right there so it's like yeah i think about rome all the time yeah yeah 
And, and it was one of they had a fucking plumbing. They had heated water. Yeah. They had I mean, it was really a luxury of what they had, but to they, get to a point they, where it probably made them a soft. Society. Where yeah. a, a, a society that doesn't have real problems manufactures problems. And I, that's absolutely where we're at right now. Where people are making up shit that doesn't exist and pretending it's a problem just because we don't have any real difficult problems. Well, that's why maybe like the staying tough thing, the microdosing adversity, if you can fucking like create a problem and fix it right away, like you wake up and you do a strenuous workout or something, it's like you kind of get that crushed where now you're just solving real problems. You know, you're not kind you're not muddy in the water with bullshit or coming up with bad intent, you know? If you can give yourself struggle and break through it, you're not going to maybe go weak in those times when you shouldn't be weak. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think we should all go to Africa, make spears, and poach an elephant. Africa. <laughs> just just to be primal. Well, there's there's An something. elephant? I don't want to kill an elephant. I will die. <laughs> I don't either. All of us will but die. This, this One of be a us bonding will... experience, Mike. <laughs> you don't think I could choke out an elephant? <laughs> 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 Fuck you, man. Uh, no, uh, I think there's okay, something. Would you go single leg or double leg, though? Oh, there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. That's would you one. Go for the, what do you? Uh, I wouldn't. I. Mm. Hang on. Uh, I gotta. I don't know. This popped in my head. You ever show? You see that catcher on their tusks? You, you gotta pull their tails. <laughs> that's yeah. the secret. <laughs> You ever see that show like Beastmaster where like the oh, guy yeah. could communicate oh, with yeah. animals? Oh, I got a great story. If you could hunt with one animal like in the entire world, what would be your hunting partner? Like oh. that you could control and talk to animal wise. Like a tiger. black yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You're really <laughs> like is that not everybody's a bird. answer? <laughs> a bird, yeah. Without question. Are you you know with the bird? Shut the fuck up. What? You wouldn't want to like No. Dude, did you see, have you ever seen He Man? See the fucking uh, thing yeah, he wrote? It's called ba- yeah. Battle Cat. <laughs> ba- you don't, have Battle you seen Cat. Battle Cat? <laughs> yeah. Battle Cat. I put a saddle on that shit, too. Hell. Yeah. You can ride anything with a saddle. <laughs> put uh, a saddle on you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I would say a bird, for sure, because a bird would be able to fly around real quick. Oh, there they are, and tell me what's up, where these animals are. I could sneak in at that point and kill them. You think you can sneak better than a saber-toothed cat? Yeah. <laughs> no, <fucking> guy. <laughs> no, but a saber-toothed cat has to smell them. He has to find, like, do you, you think they're just, like, finding animals all the time? Yeah. No. They're fucking saber-toothed no cats. No way. They're an ambush predator, dude. Read a book. <laughs> <laughs> a bird would be cool. Although, it, like, a cougar... A fucking hunting cougar buddy <laughs> yeah, would be dude. pretty he, sweet. He's yeah. like communicated telepathically with. Yeah, some hot older lady. <laughs> 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 <That's what you're laughs> Take him down. Her name's Marge. Roxanne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Roxanne. Uh, oh goddamn. Um, yeah. What, what would, yours would be a cougar, and yours would be a. No, couple, I'm not saying I would. Kitty it. cats over here. <laughs> These guys, I'm talking like falcons and you know raptors. No, no, I'm not committed. Like a wolf would be cool because like a wolf can smell well, you know, and it has strength and it has speed to track something. Like if he goes by and mm-hmm. nips at their feet, and I can run over and bang him on the head with a rock, and I got my <laughs> kill, you know. But like it'd be cool to have an animal hunting partner. I feel like there's a lot more movies back in the day about this. That's that's a great so thing on. to think about, and I haven't thought about it ever. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that here <laughs> we got to get back to this, but I have a story about Beastmaster. <laughs> my cousin, my cousin slept with an ugly woman back when we were in like our twenties. And she, it was rough, bro. <laughs> and uh, the next morning, I was like, remember that movie Beastmaster? And he's just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, that's you, man. You're the Beastmaster. <laughs> From then on, every time I see him, Beastmaster. <laughs> 20, 20 years later. <laughs> one mistake the dude made. He could never look at him. Oh, man. So shanty towns. Sabertooth cats. <laughs> yeah. Shanty towns wouldn't last long. Do you know, you, you don't really see pets 
Like, no, fuck do you no, see homeless no. people with pets, really? Yeah, uh, you see a lot time. of dogs. All I thought you were going to say like you see a lot of pets snake? in a shanty town. No, you see a lot of, like, teriyaki in a shanty town. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, a lot of pulled whatever in <laughs> a guys, shanty town. You I know ate know a dog mean? in Korea. Have you guys ever eaten dog? No. No? Did we talk about this already? No. I tried dog. I would, I, I'm not against trying dog. Yeah, it honestly wasn't bad. And if yeah, okay, well, good to know. Yeah, I know you got you got a few. <laughs> Did it hurt um, your insides? Not like pain wise. They uh, say it is a hot meat. Like when you eat dog, it was good. It was like tender. It was red meat, and it was tender, and it was it was on like a little uh, kebab with teriyaki. It was delicious. Yeah, I was very drunk on soju. And do you know what kind of dog you had? I have no idea. Like but shit when we were out on... Um, I just got a bunch of pictures. <laughs> yeah. This is my dog. It's farm fresh. Yeah. Alto. <laughs> we, we did a couple overland movements through the mountains in South Korea. And we came... Like, we, we must have passed 20 actual, like, dog farms where they're growing dogs for meat. Yeah? Yeah. And that that's... that's no, Like, it's not like that's unusual there. Like, that's a normal thing is they grow meat dogs. It'd be hard to eat... A little bit, like I have such a connection to my dog. I know, you I know. know, like the kids are smart a little uh, bit, yeah, and they're loyal. Yeah, that's whereas a cow or a horse, yeah, or, you know, no smart. animals ever, like you know. That's the other thing. Like people don't eat horses here. Yeah, they eat them tons in Europe oh, and even most, in Canada. Most places, like look at look at the amount of meat on that animal. Mm-hmm. Waste. We're, we're just putting it in the ground, trying to turn it into glue. Yeah, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Do they put it in dog food? Horse? Yeah. Oh, maybe I, they do. I, yeah, I'm sure there's... But I mean, hoof. you know, how many horses just get buried and just mm. wasted, you know what I mean? Like, or like, oh, uh, or like put into a big old... That, that's what we did. We had horses when I grew up. Uh-huh. And when they died, my dad would dig a... Um, dig a hole just, yeah, just Yeah, get the tractor out and dig a hole and drag the horse into it. And yeah. fuck. Except for one. We had one... Uh, like, they're a, fossils. A, yeah, like some friends of my parents, they were... Uh, boarding a horse for their daughter at our house, Uh-oh. and this it was old mare, just a nag, and uh, <laughs> the, so uh, hold on, is that a is that a, a horse term nag a nag, uh, just yes, a nag yes okay and uh, it's an old horse a female horse that can't uh, have reproduce anymore. it's it's just funny the amount of like you know farmy kind of saying like a nag is like. Yeah, that sounds like it belongs on a farm. Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. So this old nag was diagnosed with... (laughs) (laughs) This old nag. Diagnosed with bone cancer. And uh, for whatever reason, my parents didn't want to bury it just right there on our property. And so the folks who owned it were like, well, if you... Can Toby just trailer it to the dump and we'll shoot it and push it into the dump? (laughs) the dump and, And the county dump was fine with it. Oh, yeah. So I trailered this fucking horse to the dump... Pulled her out, and then this guy who actually we really liked, like really nice people who were family friends of ours, he reaches into the glove box of his pickup truck and pulls out like a thirty-eight snub nose revolver, and I was like, oh, shit. And uh, so I was like, uh, I, don't, I don't think that's, that might not be the right gun for this. I was thinking he was going to bring, because my mom had said, just take the horse to the dump, uh, what's his name? I don't want to say his name. He'll be there with with a gun. He's going to shoot the horse. The horse will fall into the hole. Then the people at the dump will just cover it over immediately. Huh? And uh, so he pulls out this little tiny snub nose revolver <laughs> and just starts like, clack, 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 clack. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm holding on to the lead rope. You know oh what I mean? Like, and this horse is like, he's hitting it in the neck and in the head and shit. And I was like, what the fuck? And, uh, he emptied all the chambers and reloaded, and I took it and I shot it in the back of the head. Yeah, and, right behind um, the ear. Yeah, was it still alive? Yes, you got yeah, all that chance, and then it was like, yeah, he shot it like eight times. And it was it, but just, he, but he was just like spraying bullets. Oh man, this was like I'm, I'm fucking sixteen. All right, guys, <laughs> you know training I mean? Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> Little shameless plug here. Oh my god, I have like I grew up on a real like a hobby farm. Yeah, yeah, but a farm nonetheless. I have some fucking. Yeah, to put Gotta, a horse down, yeah. like uh, I've a got horse whisperer over here. Yeah. A forty-four long colt is usually what all cowboys yeah, or, used or to even carry. a twenty-two. So the butcher who used <laughs> to come 22, out, twenty-two, he says. No, I'm for real. The butcher who used to come out and uh, kill our steers every year, he so would that's use another one steer. Yeah, sorry, steer. these weirds, these farm words, it's just weird to me. They sound funny. Steer. Yeah. 
Steer, mayor, nag, colt. You know, they just these. Steve. I don't know. Farm words are just. Hey, thanks, different. Jordan. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Um, the guy who used to come out to butcher the steers, he would just use a single shot twenty two rifle, and he would draw a line like an imaginary line from left eye to right ear and right eye to left ear, and where they crossed, he'd put one twenty two bullet, and that cow would go from standing up looking at. They would just fall straight to the ground, dead. We used 22s to kill pigs two years ago. A bunch of, like, big, big pigs. Yeah. But we just find that soft spot right behind their ear with a long 22, push it in, and they would just go over. That's what they kill gators with, too, yeah. Yeah. And when we would butcher our chickens, we we used to do what's called pithing, where you you hang them upside down, and they stop uh, flopping. Yeah. And then you just take, take like, a a filet knife. No, we didn't. And you, you... there's a little notch in the top of their mouth and you just poke your fillet knife through the top of their mouth into their brain and it keeps their heart beating. Then you go down their throat with the fillet knife, cut their jugulars inside and they bleed out through their mouth with their heart still beating while they're brain dead and not. Pumping. Yeah, exactly. We did that to a bunch of chickens like six years ago. Yeah. We had so many chickens and I'm <laughs> like, I'm done with this. And I'm like, I want meat. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm like, do you eat all the egg layers or 30 chickens deep in a oh like killing spree? So but the worst thing you, you plucking. Were, were you killing egg layers or were you? Yeah. Did you had meat chickens? Wild egg layers that wouldn't stay and uh, just okay. it got to be a problem. Yeah. I have better chickens now. We just we we skinned them so we didn't have to deal with plucking them. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Okay. Don't put them in hot water. And I've seen like uh, little. It looked like but a roast chicken with the skin still on. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I saw a uh, a guy. He had like a washing machine with like a bunch of straw sticking out of it. Yeah, and it would spin. Tyler's got one of those. Oh, I does think. he? Yeah, because he, he does all those game bird or meat birds. Yeah, you know, and plucking them is a pain in the ass. So you just throw it in there, and it's like a washing machine tumble. Yeah, just brrr, yeah, yeah. Brrr. rips all the feather, the down, and everything, and then they just singe them. Well, they're good to go. Yeah, dude. That's the thing I hate. Like, when I duck hunt and I get, I'm like, I'm going to make the perfect duck and, like, spend all this time pulling the feathers and, all and of a making a good. little bit of rip. And you're like, fuck. No, it's like, I'll fuck up the entire duck because it's wild and it's like, takes barely any heat, you know? And it's like, I, it took me two days to properly prepare this the way I wanted it. And then <laughs> you, you try it. it and you're like, this is garb. Dude, I took a, I cut off a piece, I gave it to my dog. Like, I threw it in the air. He catched it in his mouth, closed his mouth, looked at me with, like, very sad eyes, <laughs> spit it on the ground, and then looked back at me. It was so bad my dog wouldn't eat it. And that hurts because oh you take God. all that time. That's hilarious. Do you guys like wild duck? Uh, Yes, I do. I like it. My favorite way is just breast. I haven't found a good way to do it whole or what's that called? Spotchcock? Spatchcock. Spatchcock? Yeah. Spockscock. Um, <laughs> Spockscock. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Prosper. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I do like breasting them and taking the breast and wrapping them in bacon and uh, a little flour on it and frying it in a pan. Mm-hmm. And it is so good because it keeps it a little rare on the inside. That outside is nice and crispy. I like okay. wild duck. Yeah, I would. Uh, I I'm a fan of the snow goose. Is that right? That mm-hmm. tastes that tastes pretty good. That snow goose is really good. It's like red meaty. Yeah, it's kind of like a steak. Yeah, it's like interesting. Yeah, I nice. I like it. I like it a lot. As far as that goes, as far as like, because it's a little less gamey, I think, than the wild duck. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's ways in which to cook things. That, like, you can take a lot of that away, and you could eat just about any meat. People are like, oh, that's really nasty. It's like, there's there's a way to do it right. Mm-hmm. Granted, when you don't do it right, you're still stuck there eating it. So it's like, <laughs> you <intense. know>? yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it's fun to learn and, like, try and build a progression on, like, how to cook a piece of meat that's like, oh, this is, this is now phenomenal. Yeah. The last elk uh, James got, uh, I'm like, get the liver. I want to eat the liver. You know, and he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, get it. So, dude, he ended up bringing over a fucking, like, 18-pound liver. <laughs> yeah, it's shit. like, wow, this is a lot a of liver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a whole brisket of liver. 
And so we're cutting it down, and it's like, oh, it says to soak it in buttermilk to help eliminate some of the gaminess. And so we just threw some buttermilk on it for, like, five minutes. And they're like, right later you read, it's like, leave it overnight, you know. 24-hour soak. But we grilled that liver, that elk liver. I bit into it. I could taste not only the elk, like the grass and the grass, the the dirt of the forest. I could taste pine cones. Like I had all the flavor through that filter in his liver of like his environment. It was the most intense, had to spit it out, intense flavor explosion I've ever had in my mouth. That was a weird way to say it. I don't like the word flavor explosion. And that, probably not the most gayest thing you will hear tonight. Yeah, it was the most intense. But it was unique. Like, it really did cap. I could taste the grass. I could taste, like, the elk. Like, you know, just everything. I could taste the pine cones, the dirt. It tasted like forest and elk body. You couldn't couldn't get it down, though, huh? (sighs) Yeah, it was rough. It was it was yeah. too. Did strong. you do it with onions? Yeah, super uh, liver and super, onions, super thin liver and onions. Yep. Did and you bread it or fry it? Or did, did you? Fr- pan fried, but with butter, tons of butter and salt and pepper. It was just so intense. Hmm. Couldn't do it. Couldn't even choke it down for. Uh, well, no, I guess not. It was I, so yeah, game. Uh, I mean, it was like it's cool. It's cool it, to think that maybe there's a way in which to learn about. An elk yeah, soak it. In I was, I was just, I was kind of having a same thought. Well, no, I was thinking about you how much of that elk's at. life you, you just experienced through the flavor of the liver. Yeah, and maybe that's really why it's so good. And you should have not spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would have vomited it out because that was coming if I kept it in my mouth. Dude, oh my. Uh, yeah, my buddy. I don't think it, I want to date you. <laughs> my buddy. <laughs> my buddy couldn't even yeah. do it. He you want to experience Tobin where bu- he's been? <laughs> <laughs> Taste the flavor. Oh. oh my god. Yeah, elk liver. It's intense. All right, let's take a. Uh, well, should we take a pee break or should we wind it down? What time? How how long we got in there? We're at fifty three minutes. Yeah, we started a little late today because uh, I was running late. And on then, Kozak time. Yeah, I was running on super Kozak time. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. You brought beer. Purple belt Kozak time. That's <laughs> about as long as it yeah. gets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Purple belt Kozak was very uh, still on time because he was very eager to keep going. Yeah. I started getting lazy brown, around brown, brown belt. belt. <laughs> yeah. I really started to solidify. Uh, Jordan, the lazy. you were here. I was watching Mike roll tonight and he when he was rolling with uh he was rolling with uh shit, it doesn't matter. But he was he was going his lazy rolls. And I was like, he looks like, like a chubby bear cub. Just sort of like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> kinda of like tottering around on like whatever center of gravity he can find. And then he rolled with um no Brett. And you put it to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's that's the that's the grind him into the mat and crush him roll. Yeah. Look at this bear cub out here. What no. the hell? <laughs> Turns turn it on all of a sudden. Got to turn it on when you turn it on. Yeah. It's nice that, to not. I always, like, I never know, like, I want people to know, like, what I can do. <laughs> but then at the same time, I always, like, like to play a little yeah. bit yeah. so like trying to find the right like yeah balance because pure turning it on sucks it's like dude i'm gonna elbow you you're gonna elbow me yeah. some scramble's gonna be crazy like there's times we're just going nuts but it's like when we turn turn it on it's like at a certain point it cannot be fun i'm still trying to make this fun and nuts but like not destroy each other i've destroyed mm-hmm. myself too much I don't know, man. I'm still like, let's just fucking burn it all down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I think that's so fun. It is fun, but it's like there's a little bit of play involved in it still, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. You have to, to like even to not be an asshole. Because then it's like, all right, if there's no play, 
then you guys are just holding. You know what they call that? They call that wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you'll hold a position because you got a gi and grips. You could find yourself in a position, one position, for five out of six minutes because no one's willing to let it go. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to jujitsu, fine. Go ahead. Take my back. I don't fucking care. I'll work out of this. You know? To me, that's the fun I part. I see what you're saying. Avoiding the stalls. Yeah, because otherwise you're just going to, I'm not giving this up. I'm not, if you get up here, that's bad for me. Mm -hmm. If I get underneath you here, that's bad for you. Mm -hmm. So each person's blockheadish and you're just going to stall for fucking five out of six minutes. That's why sometimes you got to sacrifice a pawn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Give up a bishop. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Take my little pinky toe. (laughs) Yeah. And start moving in on this. I'll give you something to work with. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, it's tough for me to, cause I, you know, I just, I, I want to go hard, but I also just, I find myself like doing stuff that's, I'm too lackadaisical. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is, this has got to stop. People think they're starting to fuck me up. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, you know what you're good at. So the fun time, if you're good at a particular thing, well, now you get to explore and do other like techniques or entries or you know what i mean yeah it gives you the ability to focus on bullshit you've never done and start learning it because you already know what you know you're not going to learn it better yeah that's true yeah i think that's uh, a really good way of putting it because like i definitely don't put in live roles i don't put the i try and get like the move of the day in yeah but I don't like say, okay, I'm going to work for this and then what we did yesterday and then what we did today off of this particular setup. And all I'm going to do is that. Yeah. You know. But it's nice being like able to reset that back up quickly enough to get yeah, back yeah, into yeah, the position yeah, yeah. and maybe try it again. That's kind of the nice thing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, oh, well, that's takes concentration and I want to play more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like I get half hour of this it's fun all right fun. i think you we're wrap uh, it up yeah we're all running out of steam here i think it's time to say good night and uh we will catch you all next week later